The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road Although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with host Rick Samprin. Yes, good Saturday morning once again. Rob, how are you doing? Good, good, good. I, I last uh, weekend, uh, uh, actually Wednesday, from Wednesday to Friday, I was at a power mastermind with about a top realtors, uh, top Remax realtors in uh, in Canada. So we had some people from uh, uh, Vancouver, Calgary, even uh, even somebody from Boston <laughs> and Ontario. Just uh, we all got together. We had uh, we had a get together and uh, you know sit down talk about what's going on in, in the marketplace and talk about uh, uh, where where probably it's going to go and uh, just in some new ideas uh, you know for service levels uh, uh, how to run our business and stuff like that so it was really good you know, we we actually spent the two and a half days from uh, Wednesday night till Friday afternoon in Prince Edward County uh, which was really nice a nice little. It was a nice little uh, uh, hotel there that uh, we stayed in, and uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, what was the consensus around the power mastermind table? Um, it's it, it, it is going to be um, a busy uh, economy for the next uh, quite a few years. It's just going to keep going. Uh, we were talking about Ottawa, would probably is right now is probably the best place to buy real estate, um, just because it's it's still affordable. And um, and you're going to be finding um, that Ottawa is going to it still has a lot of room to grow and and for the price uh, point and for the uh, job uh, like people working there there's a lot of government jobs <laughs> the economy will always be good there and uh, and and it's that that is the area that um, if if I were looking to buy outside the, my market area that I work in uh, I'd probably look into Ottawa and have somebody uh, manage uh, my real estate out there. So if anybody's looking to go to Ottawa and buy some real estate there, let me know. I can connect you with the right guys that uh, that deal in Ottawa. Um, but uh, but otherwise, yeah, Ottawa would be the probably place to, to buy real estate in, in Ontario. And then after that, I went to um, uh, Gravenhurst. And I got to tell you, there is, like this is the Muskoka, there's a lot of opportunity there still. There is. Um, like, especially when you, if you're looking at Lake, Lake, Lake Rosso, Lake Joseph, uh, that live in homes there, the super rich, it doesn't, a $1 million is nothing for them. You can buy something right now in Lake Rosso or Lake Joseph in, in the Muskokas and buy it. And you probably can resell that in six months from now and make a lot of money. <laughs> you, you can do that. There's opportunities out there. Uh, when it comes to the super wealthy, um, like like I said, a million dollars is nothing to them. Like it's like 
it's like a hundred dollars to the average person, right? Like, Oh, a hundred dollars, you know, but those guys, a million dollars more, even though they know you paid a million dollars less, if you're selling it, there's opportunities there. And, um, so I was, you know, I was online looking at different properties and stuff like that. Um, there, there's opportunities there. There's opportunities there to make uh, a, a quick flip. And the best thing I would do if I was buying in, in, uh, in the Muskoka's, I would buy now, get the longest closing date as possible, try to get it into the new year, and then and then close on it, and then within two months you have it sold again, and then uh, you you just you probably made yourself probably you know two hundred fifty to a million dollars depending on the property that you hmm. that you bought without having to do any renovations either. Without without having to do any renovations, yeah, and maybe the most a paint job, but I would I I would think you you don't even have to do that. Yeah. But I'm talking about you're buying a property probably you know, from three, four, five million dollars. So yeah. um, if you can make a million dollars in two months, why not? You know, uh, it, you know, if you got the money to buy it or carry it and take the risk, I, I, I'd go for it. You can't go wrong in real estate. It's, real estate, you know, it's, it's the number one investment right across the board. Are, are most of the people who are buying real estate in cottage country just buying whatever's on the land just for the land because they're going to tear down whatever's there anyways? So I know a guy, he's a realtor in Toronto, okay? He bought this property in the Muskoka, paid $11 million. Wow. He said he couldn't, he said he couldn't sleep for two weeks. <laughs> so it's like, I and, believe and it. He had, and he had to pull the trigger on it, like, right then. There was no, like, if, ands, or buts. Like, wow. you got to make the trigger. So th- this property also had, a, uh, like, a lot beside it. So it was $11 million. But guess what? This $11 million property with the lot beside it, was a teardown. So, and uh, so he's moving his whole family up there as, as a permanent resident. Uh, he's a realtor in Toronto, so he's going to, you know, because he operates his team, uh, he can, you know, travel back and forth, not a problem because, you know, they, everybody's remote. Mm-hmm. So he was telling me, and he said, Rob, oh my God. He goes, I was not sleeping. He goes, <laughs> this is something I go, I, like, and, and he had to buy it. He was trying to get a hold of his wife, and his wife couldn't get there. Oh, and he had to make a he had to make a decision. It was one of those high pressure decisions. <laughs> so he pulled the trigger, did it. Um, he will be it will it will do very well for him in the next five years. So yeah. once he builds his own house and moves in into it, that they're going to move into the current house that's there. But once he builds the house next door, like next door to with the lot beside it. And and then uh, they live there, and then they can probably build another house or resell that property that that is a teardown. And he'll he'll do very well. He'll he'll build his net worth real quick, uh, probably in the next two to five years once he gets things rolling there. But yeah, like it's like eleven million dollars, and you tear, you know, and you're tearing down a house. That is that's <laughs> gutsy. That is gutsy. I, I I don't think I'd be able to sleep. Yeah, I, I'd uh, very, be sweat- very well. I'd be sweating over a million dollars. Let them forget yeah, about eleven million. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. <laughs> but uh, I know, like it's like, uh, but you know what? He did it, and um, like he did have a cottage up north, but not not near the close value for that. So, so, but uh, you know what? Now he's just going to work harder. He's just got to work harder to afford it. That's all, and uh, he'll manage it. He'll manage it. And then I'll I'll hear and uh, I'll ask him in the in the two three years from now to how he's doing with this cottage, see if he's uh, if he's cashed in or not. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. So as you're going around to all these different communities, I, I have to ask: Are you taking the RV? You know what? Um, I, I I haven't taken the RV up there. I'm hoping to take the RV for one more trip. Yeah. Uh, uh, sometime in the next 
five weeks. If not, then it's just going to get stored and uh, winterized and stuff. But I'm hoping to do one more little trip. And basically, it's not where you can go swimming or anything, but just, you know, hang out. Yeah. And uh, maybe, maybe uh, just, you know, have some bonfires and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, and I, I, I didn't, you know what, it was difficult to book anything uh, this year just because of the fact, uh, you know, every, like they're sold, like every, every RV site sold out from mm-hmm. uh, booking for a campsite. But uh, I, 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 I did book some for next year already. And uh, so I got a couple more to do. So yeah, no, we're looking. Uh, hopefully, one more, one more that uh, we're looking to do, uh, and then we'll see what happens. Uh, we're just checking the weather. We want Indian summer weather yeah. to book. So, and and it's a little easier to get a, a site now because it's after the summer. So if, if I know that a weekend's coming up and we're free, uh, my wife and I are free, then uh, I will uh, will book something and and, and spend a weekend at at uh, an RV site someplace. I know when we first learned that uh, you were now an RV man, uh, some of our listeners were, were interested in the story, but uh, they're, they're also interested in whether or not the RV now has a name, because it didn't before. Have you settled on a name for the RV? Not yet, okay. but I, I was joking around, so I had my graphic guy do this big graphic uh, thing on the RV. I, so I took a picture of it, and I, and I took... And I took it to some people, and they go, "Rob, are you going to do that to the even to the campers out there? You're going to, you're going to, you're going to be hated." I said, "People want to get away from the city, and you're bringing, and you're going to bring your face." Are you putting? Are you putting a billboard on your RV? You know what? I, I probably won't uh, do anything like that because I, I just, you know what? It, 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 I, I have to I stay away. I may put my name on the back of it, just says "Golfy Team." Yeah, uh, like just in letters, you know, and that's it. And. Uh, um, but I, I won't put my face or, or like, I'm not going to be promoting it. just at the back. It'll just say golfy team. And yeah. that's it. So if people recognize the name, they'll know it's me. If they don't recognize the name, they'll just, they'll just think it's something else. Yeah. So. Excellent. Uh, before we get to, I know we have uh, a recent open house that you want to talk about. We'll probably save that for our next segment because we are running out of time. But let's get into some of the stats uh, in Hamilton, Burlington and Niagara regarding months of inventory. What are we looking at? So the, re- the reason I sent you the months of inventory, because I'm saying that uh, months of inventory is climbing a little bit in certain areas. Mm-hmm. And now is the time to start looking and buying. I know a lot of buyers have left the market, but um, I'm going to tell you, um, things are going to start opening up. But now is the time. Between now and December, get in there, start looking, and buy. Because um, houses are, are staying on the market a little longer. Now, September is not over with. September is not over with yet, but it shows there's 1.8 months of inventory uh, um, in, in the month of September. Last year in September was 1.3 months. Now, last year, things were starting to really roll fast. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going into almost a normal market, uh, like 2019 market with, with numbers and everything. So in Hamilton, it's at 1.8 uh, months of inventory. And that's, you know, Hamilton, Stony Creek, uh, you know, Flamborough, all the surrounding areas, including Ancaster. Now, Burlington, Burlington has had a really strong uh, uh, summer, and it's still strong. They have, last, last year in September, they had a 1.3 months of inventory. Now, so far this month in September, they have one month of inventory. And, uh, and then Niagara, surprisingly, now I got to double check this. I, I mean, I did this. I couldn't believe it. Last September, they had 1.9 uh, months of inventory. Right now, they're currently sitting at two and a half months of inventory in uh, in uh, Niagara. Wow. So, so 
timing-wise, and the reason why the inventory is climbing is because people are pricing their houses a little higher than, than what the market value is, so they're sitting on the market longer. And so, like I said, if the house is overpriced, don't worry. Go in with a, an offer that is, you feel that is the right market value price. You, they will, most sellers will say, okay, well, we tried that price. It's not working. We'll take this. So, um, so right now is timing. The, like inventory is high and prices are high. Just put a low offer in and uh, you have a good chance of getting a house if you're a buyer. Lots more to come here on the Golfie Real Estate Show. We'll talk about a recent open house that was quite popular for the Golfie team. And also with the border reopening sometime soon, we think, to land border, at least from Canada to the U.S., how is that going to affect the real estate markets? That and a whole lot more still to come here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. On the line once again is Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfy team. You can follow the Golfy team on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, online. The website is robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Still to come, have you ever wanted to see your home in a movie and more investment companies are buying homes. What's the deal with that? And we'll dig into that uh, as well. Before the break, we were talking about months of inventory in Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara, all on the increase, either steadily or a little more rapidly in, in Niagara's case. Is this going to mean throughout the fall that we should expect some prices to come down or at least stabilize? It'll stabilize. Um, and I think it, house prices won't come down. The only time... You know, when, when you say they come down early spring this year, like like uh, in the end of February, March, and April, and part of May, house prices were at a super peak. They spiked so much. But then after they went they went back to uh, normal levels, they didn't spike as much as that. So, But we are still up on, on price. Prices are stable, but they are stabilizing. They are stabilizing. Um, so, but there are some good deals out there. So it just depends on how strong your, your negotiation skills as a buyer. Now, as a seller, I mean, I mean, the market's been good. Like, like, I mean, if you go year over year, you're, you're, you're way ahead, like, uh, um, percentage wise of, of your house equity increasing and, and your house value increasing. So this fall and, uh, that's coming in is I, the house prices are strong, but I think there'll be another spike next year. So hmm. that's why I'm, I'm saying, get find something now because it could be an extra five to eight percent next year and when i'm saying next year i'm saying early next year you'll have that increase next year and then it'll stabilize again uh just because there's like i i got a feeling that there's a lot more uh immigration that's going to be happening but there's there's just um it's just the normal spring market and 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 spring markets always increase so if you're thinking of selling and you can wait till february march or, or april 
I, I maybe wait then. But if you need to move, you're still going to do well in your house. You're still going to do very, very well. But we're predicting the future. We don't know. We know, we didn't know. We didn't predict that the housing market was going to go wacky the way it did uh, when the pandemic hit. We all thought, you know, everything was just going to fall and, and, and everything was going to go down. But it, it, it reversed and went the other way. Interesting stuff. Also very interesting was a recent open house that the golfy team held. And this one was, uh, I don't know, what's the word? Bananas? Bonkers? Crazy? You tell us. It was nuts. <laughs> um, so it was nuts. So we did an open house. Like this, this just proves that if you put something for sale and it's it, like this house was t- to me was worth probably five and a quarter. Maybe if you could have listed at 550, it was stayed on the market for 30 days. And probably would have got maybe five twenty, five, five thirty, maybe, maybe. So um, I, I went to to this client. I said, you know what, um, you know, let's put this at four ninety nine. We'll hold offers. And I and he and I, I said, let's see if we can get you know five twenty to five fifty. And and I I wasn't even sure maybe if, if that was the right number either. But we did that. We had we held an open house, and we had a hundred showings on this open house. Wow. We had to let people in and out say, listen, you got five minutes, get in, get out, five minutes, get in and get out. We had so many people there. It's a traffic jam on, on, on the street. I, I was a little worried about, you know, okay, we got so many people. This is like having a picnic at a, at, you know, at, uh, at a park, you know, <laughs> uh, we got, we're overloaded, you know, uh, you know, um, but we had, uh, and then also it had 75 realtor showings booking before that and after that. So we ended up selling this thing for 605000 wow. 105000 over asking. Now, Rick, this, this house had a pool in the backyard, but there was weeds growing in it. There was no liner. It was, the pool was not being, like, it, nobody touched the pool. Like, like it's either you, tear, you either bury this pool or you spend fifteen twenty thousand 20000 to revive it and redo everything. Like, literally, there was, like, it was just a disaster back there. And, you know, you know, half the roof was, you know, like curling and shingles and everything. And, 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 it, need, and it, it needed some updating. So whoever buys it is probably going to end up putting another twenty five, thirty thousand dollars in it. No, maybe more. Like if they, if they want the pool, uh, otherwise they'll bury it. But they're going to have to put another thirty to fifty thousand into it. So, so see, see how crazy this market is? Mm-hmm. It's just nuts. So if I, like I said, if I priced the house at five fifty, I probably would have got, I probably would have got less than five fifty. Because I priced it at five hundred, I got six hundred five. Uh, and a Toronto buyer bought a Toronto agent came in and brought it with the Toronto buyers. I, yes, I understand. Uh, it, it is hard to compete against those guys that are coming in from the GTA. It is as a seller, they, that's what they want. So if you own a house, you like me a lot. <laughs> if, <laughs> but if you're if you if you're a buyer, if you're a buyer yeah. and you didn't get the house. You're not a happy camper. Uh, you are going to be disappointed, and 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 it hurts, and and I get it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just the way. It's just the way the world is changing. Everybody's spreading their wings and they're going everywhere. It's like somebody dropped a, a big ball in the water, and, and it's rippling all the way around. Yeah. Well, you as know? as you as you said many times in the past, a home is only uh, worth as much as someone is willing to pay for it. And obviously, this individual was willing to go 105 over asking knowing that they're going to have to put in maybe 50k maybe more maybe a little bit less to you know fix the roof determine whether or not they're going to keep the pool my guess is they're probably going to keep it 
you know, ha- having a pool in the back in the backyard, we have learned throughout the pandemic is, um, you know, a hidden oasis, not only for yourself, but when you do go to resell it, there could be, a, you know, a, a market for that uh, for that property. So I'm very interested to hear where this property was in the city. Yeah, it, it, it was just uh, the, the outskirts of, of, of the city. Now, the, the one thing is, Rick, here's the one thing is, this Toronto buyer bought with their Toronto agent. Now, if everybody used the local agent that was, and, and they had a local agent representing them, that house would not have gone up to 600, 105 over asking. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So this agent has a couple of uh, a couple of agendas here. So one, he wanted to get the client to sell him something because he wanted to make money, okay? Two, he wanted to make sure his client got this because he doesn't want to keep coming back down the Queen Elizabeth way yeah. to show this guy more houses. So is he really representing his client to the fullest? Because, I, like I said, always deal with, like if you're an agent, always deal with the local realtor. They live and work there. And you will find that you will have proper representation. Yeah, you might get beat out by the Toronto buyer, but I, it, it's not good. So these Toronto buyers, they should be using local agents. And they're paying more money because of their agents telling them to go high because it, because 605000 is still cheap anywhere in Toronto. Mm-hmm. 605000 peanuts. Look, look, you know, I can't even buy uh, a townhouse a beat up old townhouse for 900,000 in, in Toronto anywhere. So to them, 600,000 is a, is a drop in the bucket. They think they scored big time, you know? Yeah. There's really, they move, I was going to say there's really an unfair comparison because they're selling their home for close to a million, if not more. And they have lots of money to play with and they can easily outbid anybody here or most people. At least. Exactly. And, and they're driving the prices up here. So, yeah. um, like I, you know, but uh, I mean, if, if, if Realtors couldn't cross borders. That would be that would change everything. That would change everything. But because realtor any any realtor can sell a house anywhere in Ontario because our license is for Ontario. So it's you know, but I mean that's one way of, of controlling the housing prices going up. Yeah, you know it just uh, it just but. I mean, that's just the way the ball rolls, and that's how we're, the economy's going, and, and that's how the housing market's going. And next year, I, I truly believe it's, it's going to be up quite a bit more in the early spring. So, um, but, but, again, that's just a prediction. Well, it's probably a good one, too, because as we know, the border sometime soon, at least the land border from Canada to the U.S., is going to reopen. We already know that Americans, fully vaccinated Americans, can come from the U.S. to Canada. The international border is now open again. That happened as of September the 7th. We're going to see a lot more, as you mentioned earlier, uh, new immigrants coming to uh, Canada to put down roots, go to school, uh, continue their careers, advance their careers, um, and these, you know, reopening of the borders and, and bringing in more people is going to have an impact on real estate. It, it has before and it will again. It, it will. And, and it's not 100 percent full open, really, but it will. It's going to. And when that opens up, it, it's, it, it, you're going to see a lot of activity in the economy. And uh, and it was funny, though, like I, I um, um, it, it's funny how things are, are costing everything. So you know how you get my newsletter every uh Yeah, I'm actually every, looking at it right month? now. The real estate market watch. Every yeah. month. Yeah. So the the paper quality of that uh, of that print, my, my printer can't get it. 
Wow. And I and he said to me, he goes, Rob, he goes, we're like, there's a, there's a shortage of paper out there. So we, so, and I said, really? And I go, okay. So anyway, the, the best we can get is just, it, it's just a, a, a slight, the next step down from that one, quality, like thickness of paper. Mm-hmm. And, and I like it a little thicker, so it's easy to handle. But, but just that alone, like, you know what I mean? Like he says, we got to, we got to, we got to put up my, um, the order now, otherwise we're going to lose it, and we may not be able to print next month. I go, put it in. I said, get it, get it. You know what I mean? But um, but I just couldn't believe, like, just no matter what it is, just everything is becoming difficult uh, around the world to get things. Like, um, you know, cars, are, there's a shortage of cars, yeah. shortage of homes, shortage of uh, people buying furniture. They can't, get, they can't get appliances fast enough. Like, it's just everything is uh, six to 12 months for anything. And, 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 and people are paying a lot of money. Say, hey, listen, you could put me in the front of the line. People are throwing money. Say, listen, put me in front of the line. So retailers, I mean, they're not, they're not falling for that. They're not going for it because they can make more money. But, like, things are, things are taking forever to get. And, and so retailers aren't – they could sell more, but they can't. They could have made more money, but they can't because the inventory is not there. Like, no matter where you go, there's a shortage of everything uh, uh, worldwide. Everything, everywhere. Yeah, try going to your local auto dealer and getting a new vehicle or or a, a great price for a new vehicle because the semiconductor chip shortage globally has had an impact on supply and, of course, prices. Um, you know, personal story for myself, my dishwasher... Uh, switch broke back in January, so I ordered uh, a new part, still waiting for that part to come in. And this is just a switch latch to keep the door closed, and the door needs to be closed for the dishwasher to work, but uh, the, the part is not available. And it's, yeah, frustrating, and I'm, I'm, I'm not the only one. There's many others out there that are waiting for things to come. It's, it's been, yeah, frustrating 2021 for sure in that regard. Oh. Oh yeah, like like think about it. Now, how long do you have to really hand wash the dishes for? <laughs> <laughs> We're counting the days. They they tell us the parts should be it should be available now in November. It was originally April, oh. but now it's November. And they're going to call you in November and say, I'm sorry to tell you, I'm sorry to tell you, you're going to have to hand wash your dishes for another couple yeah. of months. If that's the case, if I get a call like that or I get that information, I think uh, there will be a new dishwasher under the Christmas tree yeah. in December. We'll see. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But with the, back, to, back to the immigration thing, you know, Canada is expecting 1.2 million new immigrants by 2023. That's a lot. That's about... You know, half a million a year, really, over the next couple of years. Six hundred thousand, six hundred thousand for the, each year for the next two years. That's a lot. And then, didn't we say, uh, find that sixty percent of them they buy soon as soon as they they come? Yeah, and and in, then, and in big cities. And, and yeah, and forty percent of them they end up renting. So the rental housing market is just going to start skyrocketing. I mean, I'm telling you, this like it, it's it's we're never going to catch up. It's not going to. It's going to take five to ten years to catch up. That's how. That's how it is. So, so if you have a child uh, graduating uh, college, or I mean, sorry, high school, buy a house now, rent <laughs> it out for the next four years. So when he is actually graduating university or, or college, he actually has a house that he can afford to buy, like uh, afford, because you bought it four years in advance. But in, in four to five years from now, like graduating school, like university or college, how is a millennial? going to afford to buy and there's millennials right now they're saving and every year uh, as the housing prices go up the less they can afford so you know what i mean it's just 
housing like housing is still going to continue and it and it's just because of the immigration coming in uh, a lot of money coming in this country populations growing um, it, it, so you've got to do something and buy something now before it gets out of hand. Yeah, and Gen Z is coming up now. They're going to be the next group that's going to be greatly impacted by the housing shortage and the house uh, affordability issue. Uh, real quick, because we only have a minute left in this uh, segment, but just back to the open house. How did the COVID-19 protocols go with that open house? Oh, everything it, was good. It, that, that's what I, that's what I was worried about, and uh, we had to let people in and just say, please stay separate, just yeah. two at a time, two at a time, two at a time. Up, you go upstairs, the other one goes downstairs, two at a time, two at a time. And we just told them you have to rush through, guys, because we got we got people coming through, and we're sorry about that. And uh, because we normally book showings half hour at a time, so if there's in a, in a in a four hour period. Uh, every hour we get two people in, like when, when an agent, a realtor is booking for a showing. But an open house, it just got a hand. Everybody had to wear masks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the sanitizers there at the at the door. Please sanitize. Masks must be worn. And we just let them go through. Boom. It was just like an assembly line. And uh, it uh, it was it was pretty crazy. It was yeah, pretty crazy. I can imagine. All right, we're going to go. When we come back, we're going to chat about uh, possibly one day seeing your home in a movie. It could happen. The Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Pleased to be joined once again by Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. You can find them on the World Wide Web, the hottest listings in town at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. If you want to sell your home or you're in the market to buy a house, call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfy team, 905-575-7700. Again, online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. If you have a question for the Golfie team, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. You can ask a question. We'll read it on the air on a future program and get the answer for you. You can also follow the Golfie team on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. So what do things like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Home Alone, Driving Miss Daisy, Scarface... Uh, 13 Going on 30, Argo, all those great movies have in common. They all rented real homes or businesses to use as filming locations. So I can imagine, you know, the Golfie team is one of the most, uh, in one of the most spectacular homes in this city. If a movie production company came to you, Rob Golfie, and said, hey, we want to use your office, that glorious home on One Markland, as a movie set, what would you say? I, I would allow them to use maybe the foyer 
or the out exterior, but I couldn't disrupt my, my business. It would be too, it, it would, it would hurt me so much. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I, I wanted to, when I first bought it, I said, this is a great house, but, but, but the disruption would be too much, uh, for my business. Like, I mean, I've got, we've got a lot of people working here and, uh, like, where am I going to, like, if, if they come in, we can't work. Right. Yeah. So you'd have to approve everybody. But, yeah, like I have no problem using the uh, having the outside. I, I mean, I, I'm actually probably going to put it on a movie list for my exterior. Not a problem if they want to use it because as long as we still can, you know, use our parking lot and use our um, um, our our inside of our house. Now there was a movie just filmed just down the street from us just about a month ago. Oh yeah, and they like they get permits to get all the parking on the street. You should have seen they just they they had pylons all the way down the street so. So everybody that works for them, they have a parking spot. So people at the hospital couldn't park on Markland uh, because they were they were blocked for uh, the, because the movie company obviously paid for a permit to, to secure those spots. Um, the uh, there's a lot of money to be made. I know a lady that has a place in Ancaster. She's got an old cottage on this property. It's got a lot of acreage. She gets between twenty five and fifty thousand a year wow. on this property. She was going to sell it, but then she says, "Why? I'm making I'm making close to fifty thousand dollars a year just renting out this cottage that she doesn't stay in. It's <laughs> just sitting there, and and uh, it, and it's in a, a large piece of parcel of land, and uh, so she makes great money on there. So there is, you know, I mean, it, it you don't want it to disrupt your personal family, but if you've got property that you're, you know." that you're not using that much, maybe you're hanging on to because you're going to do something in the future, I would put it on the movie list because you can make some big money. A lot of these houses, especially downtown here, they're on, they're on movie lists. And, and especially in the Durand area, uh, you know, they got the old style homes uh, and they, they put their houses on the movie list and, and, uh, and movie companies that, you know, when they're searching for something, they, they categorize it, I guess, and decide what, what, what to call it or whatever. And if their house shows up, they say, "Hey, we found one. We're going to film outside this one house." And and you can get like like I said, you know, depending on the price, you can get from a thousand dollars a day to five thousand dollars a day, depending on the style of your house and and how grand it is and everything. Um, our house, this house that I, I operate my business in, um, the people that I bought from, she did have this on the movie list. She says, "Rob, don't be afraid." you can get five to $10,000 a day on this house that we have. It's a big mansion. And, um, and I said, really? And I'm going, Whoa, <laughs> I go, that sounded pretty good, but it's just too disruptive uh, for our business to be interrupted. But, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, there are people, there are people, the, the bigger the homes, the more money you, you'd get. And you'd be surprised. You might be able to just send pictures of your backyard. If you've got a large property, it just depends on what you do. Just, you know, just go online and Google, Google, uh, you know, uh, movie movie sites or uh, or whatever, and uh, you will you will do very 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 well on uh, on renting your house for film productions. Yeah, some of the perks include so that that industry rate uh, per day is generally your monthly mortgage payment. So if your mortgage is two thousand a month, you, you would get two thousand a day for this. You know, the, any production company to to film a movie in your house. Uh, some of the other perks. Um, a free hotel stay could be written into the contract. So while people are filming in your house, you can stay at a hotel. And, uh, you know, there's a cool factor to it, having movie stars in your home. That's a great story to tell your friends. Uh, an economic boost for local business. You know, you know, film industry here in Hamilton is huge. Big impact on the local economy. 
And, um, it, you know, good extra income. Hey, if you can make 2000 bucks a day or even more than that, that is uh, phenomenal. Uh, when we come back, we're going to chat about uh, more investment companies buying up homes. What's the deal? Listen for that coming up next here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. And we'll last go around here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin, joined by Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. You can find them online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. And you can follow the Golfy team on Instagram, Facebook, and and Twitter. You can also listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Uh, we're seeing, Rob, more and more investment companies buying houses. What's going on? Yeah, because they're seeing real estate is probably the best investment that anybody can put their money in. So you're having a lot of these REIT companies, real estate investment uh, companies, uh, and people are investing in them, and uh, and they're buying up a lot of real estate. So it, it, that's going to cause a shortage of real estate for people to buy to move into. Uh, and also, when you have a lot of these uh, companies uh, buying real estate, um, it, it's a corporation that you're renting from. Like you know, like say if there's a it's a, a three bedroom, two story home on the Hamilton Mountain or wherever. Uh, at 2,400 square feet, renting for 28, uh, let's say $2,200 a month, $2,400 a month. You're not dealing with a small landlord. So you're dealing with a corporation. So they're always going to increase your rent every year. And usually smaller landlords, you know, if you're paying your rent on time all the time and you don't give him any headaches, he, he may not raise your rent for five years. So you'll lose that, that personal uh, thing with, between the landlord and the tenant if, it's, if they're both on good, uh, good terms. But they will cause the housing market to go up also on top of what's going on uh, just because there's going to be a shortage of uh, uh, more, more people, more, a shortage of homes out there because everybody else, other REIT companies, other real estate investment companies are buying also. It's not, they're not, it's not just one. There's a lot of them, and they're all coming in, and they're buying everything. And they're just buying and making sure that like, they can get their hands on it. So. They're bidding and they're bidding strong because they know because they're in for the long haul. Uh, these uh, real estate companies, home purchases from investors went up 2.7 percent year over year in the first quarter of 2021, and investors bought around one in every seven homes in the first quarter of this year. Uh, this, I would imagine, is impacting the low and middle class families and, and individuals the most because they're getting priced out of the market. Absolutely, and. Um, so, like I said, it's it's this this world uh, and uh, everything that's happening with this uh, real estate is just going to continue. So, people don't don't sit on the sidelines. If you're thinking about buying it, just go ahead and buy. Don't don't wait because uh, you're going to end up having to save more money and you're going to end up buying a house 
next year or the year after for probably 50000 more than uh, this year or $100,000 more. And so oh. I, I would just get in on it right now. This is the, this is the, the last stretch of the year. This is the time between now and uh, Christmas is the time to get your hands on a house. If you're a buyer, do it. Uh, if you're looking for an investment, do it. But uh, if you wait till the new year, you're going to end up, uh, it's going to be going to be a different story. We'll end with this. we got a couple minutes to talk about a recent webinar by the National Association of Realtors. Uh, the webinar was called A Collaborative Approach to Building Communities Through Arts and Culture. And part of it dealt with uh, how art can breathe new life into neighborhoods. And this is a pretty good idea because, you know, we see a lot of graffiti in and around town, but there are certain murals in and around town that really brighten up and, and liven up a place. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's one place that I drive by all the time in Hamilton. It's right at the corner of York and uh, James Street. Now, I'm going, uh, I'm going uh, southbound, and there's, that, and there's a big wall. It's, it's kind of flaky paint. And, um, and it, I, I, I can't remember what's at the corner there, but there, like, it's three stories tall. Big wall. If somebody went there and painted a beautiful mural, it'd be awesome. Now, didn't somebody paint a mural at Tivoli? Remember the uh, movie, old movie theater? The theater, yeah. A, yeah, somebody painted something. I, I think murals are fantastic. And, and sometimes you go to the U.S. and you see some areas uh, of town that they've got murals on corners. Welland has, has done that. Uh, Welland in uh, Ontario, they've had some murals, uh, I think, about done about 10, 15 years ago. And, and nobody's touched it. Nobody, people that, uh, Graffiti people do not touch other no. murals yeah. or, or they don't touch signs either. They're pretty respectful. If they see a blank wall, they'll, they'll, they'll put their mark on it, but it will not touch somebody else's signs or graphics or, or murals. So, uh, you know, thank God for that. And, but yeah, I, I think we should have more murals in, in Hamilton. It'd be awesome to see that. I'd love to see it too. Uh, you know, I was in Winnipeg a few times uh, during my play-by-play days with the Diecats in Portage Avenue. There are uh, literally dozens of murals on this iconic street, and they are just absolute masterpieces. Whoever put those together uh, should be, you know, idolized on, on, on uh, I don't know, a dollar bill or whatever, because they are just phenomenal, and it looks so uh, inviting uh, welcoming um, and just it just adds a little bit of spice and culture to you know that street in that city. So yeah, I'd be I'd be uh, uh, wholeheartedly in support of more murals in Hamilton. That's for sure. Uh, we're out of time, so we'll have to leave it there. And uh, Rob, thanks for joining us once again. Another busy week ahead for you, I'm sure. And thank you for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show. We are back next Saturday at nine on 900 CHML. The preceding was a paid commercial program, unless otherwise identified. The guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.